Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Blue Line Icing, the hockey podcast from Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Myself, Greg the Prophet Piatelli, and Jared Barnes preview the first round of the NHL playoffs. We go through all eight matchups and each make our picks. We go through the key matchups between each of these 16 teams that made the playoffs. We also give our quick picks for the cup, but we are going to go round by round. So make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that you get our second round preview along with all the other podcasts on the Bullpen Cart feed. Again, search the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But enjoy this episode, guys. It was a ton of fun to record. Let us know what you think in the comments. We want to see your guys' picks as well. Here we go. We are live! Welcome to this playoff edition of Blue Line Icing, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me on this three-man weave are two of my favorite people. First up, we got my man all the way up from Boston, Greg the Prophet Piatelli. Greg, how are you, my friend? Not bad, Jordy. Just uh, gearing up for Thursday night, the only series that uh, really matters in my life. And uh, I'm not sure if you know, but Tuesday, which would be tomorrow as we're recording Monday night, is the ring ceremony for both the Patriots and the Red Sox at Fenway. Um, Because I'm not sure if you knew this, but both the Patriots and Red Sox won championships the world series and the super bowl being i think i saw uh, a little kid with a sign sports. about it respective sports yeah no it's uh tomorrow's a huge day we got a little a little because the game's at two ceremony started at one so we got a little uh half day going and uh little oh. party and booze and, and food and uh has gronk started drinking yet he probably has he's probably gonna spike his ring or spike the baseball i don't know something's gonna happen that's been great Let's get the other guy introduced all the way from across Broad Street. Hello. It's my man, Jared Barnes. Jared, how are you, my friend? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. As uh, Greg, I would say blow me, but it's more appropriate to be rub and tucked in Boston. So I'm going to open another beer here as I, I stand here live in the command center wearing my Stu Barnes assistant captain jersey. Put that one in your pipe and smoke it. Got the A. <laughs> Jared, wow. did you- did you know that um, the Patriots won the Super Bowl as well as the Red Sox won the World Series? Or Well, I did. Okay. I mean, I know who won six first. What so. upset you more? Neither of them. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Nothing. Battle meter is not, is not moving right now for Jared. But Jordy, we'll see, uh, we'll see if I can fix that. Rattles my bones. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, boys, we got ourselves the NHL playoffs starting Wednesday night. As Greg mentioned, uh, a certain Atlantic Division series starts Thursday night. But Wednesday is the real kickoff of the playoffs. And a lot of the teams we talked about, no, nothing really too much changed in the last month. But 
what, what do you guys think of how the the matchup shook out? Is there before we jump into each one? Is there one in particular aside from that your two respective teams, of course, that you're really looking forward to, or you know, or the one that you're just going to stay away from? Hey, Greg. Yes. Did, did the Flyers make the playoffs? Uh, that'd be a big no. Okay. Yeah. Jared, I believe you were the one that said the Flyers were going to make the playoffs the last time we recorded, and I said so, no. So let's so. start here, Jordy. How did our predictions shape up? Do you have them written down? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think – I actually think we were pretty close. You did have the Flyers making it. We all had Carolina falling out, and we were close with that. Um, I think we all had Montreal getting in too, so flip Montreal and Carolina. I think we had Columbus getting close up there. Um the West was kind of was way more wacky than we thought it was. Greg had Carolina or uh, Calgary, excuse me, a lot of C's in the the playoffs this year. Calgary not holding on. Jared, you and I both had San Jose winning. I think actually all three of us did. Um, I think we all had Calgary moving down into the standings. I think Jared and I had them as a two. Greg had them as a three. Vegas uh, insert around there. Um, Minnesota was probably the big one that we all missed on. We had them missing, and Dallas not really able to. To, to turn it around, and that turned out to be wrong, of course. Uh, we also we traded off Nashville and Winnipeg. I think Greg and I had Nashville, and Jared had Winnipeg winning. Uh, obviously, it came down to the last day of the season, and St. Louis made a push themselves as they lost on the tiebreaker for home ice in their series with the Jets. So we were, we were pretty close, boys. Uh, the Islanders, though, were the one I think that we were off the most. We had them. I think we all had them as a wild card team. Uh, with the Penguins coming in at number two. And, of course, the Islanders have that number three. And the Penguins, by an overtime loss, get the three seed instead of the Carolina Hurricanes. So they draw the Islanders there with Washington drawing the Hurricanes in their insane celebrations. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it sounds like you said, I think a lot. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jared and I were – Hundred percent, hundred percent right in our predictions, and you think um, so. You therefore let, were wrong. Let the record let the record show a standing applause for Mr. Piatelli. <laughs> Jared, would you agree with my assessment? <laughs> Sir, I'm a politician by trade, so I can either confirm or deny that. Nice. Um, no, Jordy. Honestly, honestly, I mean, you look at the matchups, and there are a lot of good ones, which we'll get into, and a lot of ones that are are really, really top of the bill but the the two main ones that you have to look at uh has to be boston toronto or vegas san jose oh yeah thousand percent i mean those he, have to be so, the first two first two the, those has to be the best matchup for the first round yeah 100 percent agree those are the two that you have to tune in for every single game yeah and I, and I think guys i think an underrated one i mean at least for me is Johnny Ham and Cheese versus Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. And I think the Flames, I mean, granted, who knows how that's going to shake out. I don't think Colorado has the firepower this year. But I think they're going to be in it the next couple of years. It's a young team. Yeah, super young team. I mean, they were banged up for a little bit of that of, of this season. I mean, Landis Gog was hurt a little bit. I mean, they were at one point, one, two, one, two and four. I think in points when when uh, I think we hit the halfway mark around New Year's, but yeah, they had a lot of injuries defensively. They really don't shake up too well. So this could be bet the over on every game and you make a million dollars. I mean, you're Jared, you're spot on there though. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And they heated them their way back into this thing at uh, winning seven of their last ten games. Really, kind of just 
up, you know, absurping over a lot of different teams, including the wild that we talked about, who really had an ice cold finish to their season. Finishing behind the Blackhawks, who at one point seemed like they might be able to make a pushback. Um, Arizona was, was close. Vancouver was close, but yeah, Colorado, Colorado could make some noise. It really is on paper, the least physical matchup. And like you guys are saying, definitely the most scoring or highest scoring matchup. But you know, the only issue is that it's, going to be west coast no one's going to watch it um lowest rating but like you said probably the most scoring so that's will be exciting good call there jared so hopefully uh your voice gets a lot of uh eyes on that series i think uh, the opposite though and that in the western conference the dallas predator series as much fun as it might be to watch nashville at home that might be a pretty pretty intense i'm not going to say boring but very low scoring and a lot of defense played there, both teams with, with strong defense. Um, we'll jump into it in a little bit of, of picks and everything, but that's certainly one that if you like low scoring, intense, potentially a lot of overtime, that could be one for to really uh, tickle your fancy there. I mean, why wait? Let's get into it. Let's go series by series. Do you want to start in the East yeah. or the West, Jordy? Yeah, I was going to start in the East with the Atlantic Division. Uh, so first off with the Atlantic Division and President's Trophy winners, the Tampa Bay Lightning hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets, who – the last time the three of us met, went for broke and nearly missed the playoffs despite adding Dezingle, Duchesne, and they still ended up making it in, but they draw the league's best who tied the NHL all-time record with 62 wins. Guys, what are your initial thoughts coming into this? Jared, we'll start with you. Initial thoughts? All eyes are on Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, And, and we're not talking about the Buccaneers either. <laughs> I or the, or the Rays or the Devil Rays or whatever the fuck you want to call. Them. Um, <laughs> I really think you know it's to look at the year that Tampa had, tying the most wins in NHL history uh, with that. I believe the ninety five ninety six Red Wings. Correct. You look at that. They're all you know the the phrase. It's almost too big to fail when it looks like a corporation. They got the target on, and when it comes down to it, of of the factors when you're looking at it, the game, in my opinion, this series goes seven. Think and so. I really do. And if Bob plays a good goalie, I think Columbus could pull it out. Okay. You know, so that's that's where I'm coming from. All right. All right. It's worth noting Tampa Bay did win all three games this season uh, as a – you might not be surprising considering they won 62 and mm-hmm. only lost 20. Uh, no, but that's that's a really good point. I mean, it's either going to be Columbus figures out how to hold off Tampa Bay. I feel like the first two games are, in, are down in Tampa, so it's going to be it's really going to set the tone there. But we could see if Bob has a game in one of those two, um, including their second game on CNBC. I love always seeing what channels these, uh, oh, these playoff games are on. Yeah, the first one's actually on USA, but that's at least regular cable. Um, but yeah, Bob has a Bob has a pretty solid game, Jared. It's a really good point that if they he holds them off, send it 1-1 back to Columbus, you know, who knows what happens. We saw what they did with Washington last year. Yeah where they were able to, to come out strong against them. And, and obviously Washington turned it around, but you know, if they're, they're able to, to, to hold them off, you know, all bets are off. Agreed. Agreed. Greg, what are you thinking? Yeah. So Greg's flipping a table over there. Yeah. I was just shutting the door. So, uh, as not to disturb my roommate. No, the, uh, 
This is going to be one of the more physical, I mean, not more physical, but this will be a physical series just because of a Tortorella team that Columbus is, a uh, Tortorella coach team, I should say. And this is a team that really knows that they literally have nothing to lose. This team yep. was built only for the playoffs, this team being Columbus. Um, with, as we said, they, they went for broke, went for it all. Um, the interesting matchup, I think, between the two teams is the two Russian goalies facing off. Yep. Um, you guys mentioned Bobrovsky, but... You know, Vasilevsky there for Tampa is certainly an up-and-coming young stud goaltender in the future. The big difference and the big advantage, I think, here is Columbus is going to try and be physical, try and establish that physical play. They're going to get themselves in the box, and Tampa Bay power play is virtually Unreal. unstoppable. Yeah, they. I mean, they can, they can score it at will. Yeah. First in power play at, at nearly 28.5%. And first in the penalty kill, too. I mean, their special teams are pretty solid. Seventh in goals against overall. Yeah, and uh, and, so- and Columbus is just going to try and make it a physical series and, and try and really bully and just find themselves in the box. And Tampa Bay is going to take advantage of it at every step. And for me, I don't think it goes seven. I think it's an easy five game, uh, easy yeah. five for Tampa. Yeah, it's worth noting, too, to Greg's point, Tampa's 29th out of 31 in the league with – uh, 779 penalty minutes. Columbus comes in at second. So if they really do go after it and really try to, you know, bully this around, it could be a, a quick one and done for Columbus, which a little bit of a bummer. As Greg said, this is a team built for the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with six, but I still think it's uh, it's Tampa's to lose. But Columbus makes some noise. You, you know, it could go seven, but I'm taking taking uh, Tampa Bay in six games. You know, You know, boys, I have to say this. All things relative, it's playoff hockey. It doesn't matter. Throw the records out. Throw throw whatever you need to out. Sure. You come into this, depending on who's hot, who's not, what's going on. I mean, it's. I don't think Columbus will pull it out, but I ha- I have an inkling that it could go seven, and they could. Like I, it, the gut is usually right. Jordy, as you know, me me and you have talked recently. The, the gut has been right. Trust the gut. It's it's Trust funny. Fungus. No, it's true, and it's funny you say that because it's just one of those things where down the stretch, Tampa didn't rest their guys for a reason. No. This exact reason that Jared's talking about. They played them not only to get the to get the record, the win record, but they played their guys in the points record. They played their guys. Tampa did to keep them fresh, to keep them in shape, to keep them with that competitive edge. And down to the very last game when they played the Bruins on the last day of the season, both teams played all their stars the entire game, and it was just. Uh, with the exception of Vasilevsky for Tampa, but it was just a funny, weird environment because no team at it could gain anything by playing their play, their their big studs and, and guns. But Tampa really stayed sharp down the stretch, whereas you could argue Columbus backed themselves in and, and, and squeaked in there in the last week or so. But um, you're right, before that last week and, and bump that they had there, Bobrovsky was playing out of this world. Yeah. Do you think it makes a difference too? I know he was banged up a little bit, so that's part of the lower number of games. But the fact that he played twelve Ooh. less games this year, do you think that makes a difference for Vasilevsky? A little more, a little more rest throughout the season. Yeah, and and I think their backup had. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty solid year too. Yeah, he was playing yeah, unbelievable, and and they didn't need him, right? They didn't need him to go out and win games as as much as they did last year, and and yeah. you know, I you think went- it, I think, I think it worked out for them. Yeah, their backup went 21 and 5. Sure. Yeah. So pretty solid there. Um, so, Jared, you have Tampa Bay in seven? I, my gut, my gut is telling me Columbus in seven. All right. 
Done. Okay. Trust your gut. Trust your, hey, way, right. to, way to be different, Jared. Good for you. Put it, put it on the board. Way to be different. Could be, could be the difference maker. But let's move on to the other Atlantic Division series. The Boston Bruins, Greg's Brew. I was almost said Brew Crew, but the Boy, Bruins facing Bruce, the, the coming down the slide at the Garden. <laughs> <laughs> they host for the second year in a row the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I this last year it went to seven games, and I think this might be even better. Greg, am I wrong to think that, or what do you think as the Bruins fan? Not at all. I mean, I, I'm, you know, the the mood around Boston is people are quietly confident in that, you know, the talk is, oh, they Boston has Toronto's number, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, they say Tampa has Boston's number. So everyone's sort of not overlooking Toronto, but knows this is going to be a grind-out series. Me, personally, I am very fearful, but at the same time, having home ice, the way the Bruins have played, if the Bruins... And this is going to be a much later, deeper, just a comment that I'm going to make now but we can get into later. But going into the playoffs, points, all that stuff, like Jared said, regular season doesn't matter. But the Bruins really have positioned themselves as if Tampa doesn't win, the Bruins are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really a testament to the core of this team, Bergeron, Pasternak, Martian. The fact that both Pasternak and Bergeron were out at various points in the season, this team still um, got the amount of points they did and performed they, the way they did all year. Really, really led to that. But my point is that this 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 matchup, Boston-Toronto, rematch of last year, like you said, uh, goaltender advantage has to be Boston. Bruins advantage has to be Boston. Yep. The forward talent, total talent, probably goes to, uh, goes to Toronto. But the depth in terms of four lines, um, you could argue, goes to the Bruins just because of some of the moves they made. Um, but it comes down for me because Bergeron and Tavares are going to cancel each other out. So it comes down to me to the second line for each team, the Matthews versus the Krejci. And, uh, I'd love Austin Matthews, American hero in the future and now, but, uh, I'm going to have to go with obviously Homer pick. I'm going to have to go with, uh, the Bruins second line over Toronto second line in seven games. Oh, I'm going to hate game seven. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I I agree with you. That's my my pick as well. But yeah, I just think, like you said, I think the Bruins just have a little more depth, and I think the moves they made give them that advantage. Sure, some of the firepower at the top for the Maple Leafs are going to help them out. They're going to, you know, give them goals. They're going to make the Bruins really work for it. But their defense can be lacking. You know, we talked about the penalty minutes in the last series. Toronto takes a lot of penalties, and the Bruins capitalize on it. Uh, sure, the, the Maple Leafs do too, but the Bruins are a pretty disciplined team. So I think special teams make the difference here, but I still think it goes to seven, and I'm excited to see that. I, I hate Brad Marchand with the fucking <laughs> He's a hell of a player. Um, you know, I want to see Patty Marlowe do well in this. They, they rested him. Um, I mean, it was just to hear the Toronto media like giving shit because he was resting up and all that. It's like, come on, it's Patty Marlowe. Once his skates are no longer good, since Reebok doesn't make them anymore, he's going to have to retire. I mean, that's <laughs> one because they just don't make them. Um, good stopping point. Gonna have a piece of, <laughs> gonna get a piece of str- scrap metal out. Dude, he's going to be coming to me for my old green octane that I had there sitting across the room. That oh shit was good high school. Yeah. My, uh, my green graphs. Oh, exactly. Yeah, those yeah. things are beat up. Oh. 
Boys, anyway. I, I think this is a seven. Um, I don't think the the Leafs are experienced enough to pull it out. It's a good point, um, too. I really think it's going to take a lot out of Boston for the next round. I just, you know, it, it, I'm going to say it's Boston and seven. Greg, I'm going to be right there with you. It's one of those where if it's a game seven for anybody, you're on pins and needles, and you're probably hoping that you don't crap yourself halfway through or miss something. It just, It's just – how these games go. So I'm going to go with Boston. No, and it's All tough. Right. It's tough because game seven is always like, it's like the March Madness. Like not always, the, you don't always get the best team winning because it really comes down to a fluke, whatever, um, to get a fluke goal, a fluke something, to a fluke, fluke bounce that changes it. But um, no, I think ultimately the Bruins, like you said, the depth, but the fact that they were, had injuries all year, Really still allowed, had 107 points. Exactly. And it really allowed their guys, their backups, they're not backups, but some of their third and fourth line guys and, and third and fourth D pairs guys to get playing time and allow them to build that confidence throughout the season. Um, because they were playing significant minutes. And and like Jordy mentioned, they got they got their power play got significantly better from last year. So I know we all predicted Boston and seven, but I just wanted to get that last point in so we reassure myself more than anyone else. I don't know. It's fair. It's fair enough. And I mean, I think too. Correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. They were down like three one in in Game Seven last year, and still ground grinded out like a six three win over over Toronto. Yeah, it ended I up remember being, them. It ended up being a yeah. They ended up winning by three or four. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. But they were down, and and I think that's just what the Bruins do. Like you mentioned, they did it quite literally in terms of injuries and having next man up mentality, but. I think that they're never out in, in any playoff game. And if they want to score, they can. If they want to shut you down and not make you score, they can do that too. And I think, yep. like you said, they've had Toronto's n- number all uh, all year. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's still the playoffs, like Jared mentioned before, throw the records out. But I think ultimately Boston can prevail. Let's move on. What's next? Yeah, let's move on. Atlantic Division champions, the Washington Capitals. Atlantic uh, excuse me, the former Atlantic. Thank you, Jared. The Metropolitan Division excuse champion. The Patrick Division, if you really want to go with it. We could. Yeah, we could go with that. Except um, I think the Whalers were a uh, a Norris or an Adams Division team. They were. Uh, going, yeah, from back in the day. But the Capitals hosting the now Carolina Hurricanes, who do sometimes rock the Hartford Whalers jerseys. The Carolina Hurricanes, the probably the story of the season, a team that, Everybody kind of thought, what they, what were they doing? They traded away a number of different guys to Buffalo, to, I believe, Calgary, and still made the playoffs, have become this, this incredible story with their celebrations and whatever the hell goes on there. The Capitals, business as usual, another number one seed out of the Metro, despite a new coach, guys getting suspended, guys getting banged up. Boys, what are your thoughts coming into this? Jared, we'll, we'll kick it over to you. Excuse me as I chew on popcorn here. Um, <laughs> pulling the Matty D. No, I'm pulling the Greg. I know he eats with a knife and fork usually. So, No, that's Matt. Yeah, it's Matt. Matt, usually, I, Matt cuts I, his food. We walked in our little threesome here, and last time you were eating, like, gabagool or something. Like, I don't know what's going on. Now, in all seriousness, so, Let's start with the best storm surge that I saw all year. It was the duck hunt one. Oh, yeah. That was 
Primo. I like, the, I like the home run. Maybe it's just because I love baseball so much. The home run derby one was great. Greg, what'd you like? Uh, I mean, the basketball, the props were nice, but yeah, the basketball one was good. I'm a classic guy. I kind of like the uh, the team bowling where they everyone was involved. They <laughs> threw the helmet. Everyone fell down. All right. Well, I filibustered enough. Let's move on. Uh, uh, quote unquote, the bunch of, bunch of jerks from Raleigh. Thanks, Don Cherry, old man yelling at jerks. Um, boys, I say this maybe goes five games. I, the only way it couldn't is Ovechkin crossing the sauces or he doesn't get a Dr. Pepper on the bench during the game. Um, I mean, the Capitals just had the staying power. When you're the defending Stanley Cup champs, as, as I know, as the last back-to-back champs, um, I don't really see the Capitals losing the series. Carolina doesn't have the goaltending where, like, Columbus over Tampa Bay. Um, I just really feel it's a very young Carolina team. They could – I mean, they – as my pap would say, a blind pig finds an acorn every once in a while, but I highly doubt it. I mean, Todd Reardon is a good coach. There was a reason why he went after um, our boy, who's the Islanders coach now, um, Trotz. Hey, Trotz, yeah. Yeah, I just – I don't see this series going more than five, and it's going to be the Caps. Yeah. You know, I, I agree to a certain amount. Their goalies – their goalie play was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, their goal scoring was what concerns me a lot. And that that's where I kind of, where I think this is going to get, going to be a difference. Um, you know, I mean, the Capitals can score at will. Obviously we know what Ovechkin can do, but there's a lot of different guys on that team that can you know go any which way for them. Um, special teams could be a difference maker here. Uh, the Capitals are not too good when they commit penalties. They don't commit them that often, but their penalty kill stinks. Carolina, pretty good at killing penalties, but again, they're not very good at scoring, whether on the power play or in uh, even strength. They're 16th in goals for, 7th in goals against. Uh, so I think they could they could push this to 6, which is what I'm going to go with, but I still think it's the Capitals. Yeah, no, I, uh, for me, it's experience weighs out, right? We talked about it with the last couple series. Um, and a Capitals team that started out so terribly and, and found their way somehow back on top in the end uh, really is a, is a true talk about how talented this team is and how uh, they know how to flip the switch and they know how to turn things on uh, at the right time. And, and they certainly have done that here at the end of the season. You know, it's Carolina is a nice story, but I personally will be so pumped uh, when they are no longer in the playoffs. So what do you got him in? What do you got the uh, the Capitals in? Six. I'm gonna Six. Give, uh, yeah, I mean, Carolina's a tough out. I mean, they they do have uh, talent. Their goalie has been playing well, and and they do have a good mix of old and new. Um, so that's and then you know obviously the stalls are the stalls, but uh, I'm gonna go six. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's fair. The closest I'm going with Carolina is listening to James Taylor singing in my mind. I'm going to Carolina. <laughs> I mean, I know we, you you said throw the record book out, but what bodes well for you, Jared, is that Washington swept the season series. So oh, it uh, looks like they also got their number two. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for Carolina, they, they've had a season. I mean, storm surge and everything. I just, 
you're, you're the defending Stanley Cup champs. As much as Tampa Bay has a lot to prove, you every the bullseye is on your back. It's like one and one A. Like oh, yeah. it's Capitals and then it's Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, like hockey is such a different has such a different vibe of the the hangover of it, which is very literal for the Capitals this year. Oh, he's still seen, drunk. Yeah, he's still hammered. Which <laughs> I mean, it probably just makes him better. But. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be one and done in the NHL playoffs, it's not like the super, you know, where the Super Bowl champion loses in the first round or the runner up doesn't make it. You know, there's there's an expectation to be had when you're the defending champ. And it's and weird. in today's day and age, you know, it's second weird. round is where you got to make it it's at the weird. very least. It's weird you're talking about defending champions and runners up not making it because the Patriots won, then they went back. Back the next year, lost, and then went back the next year and won again. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that the Patriots really are the exception to the rule, but doesn't really they're... translate to different sports. But no, I mean, it's uh, I like I said, they they rested in the beginning of the year. They really, they really, uh, they got lucky with Pittsburgh having so many injuries all year. They got lucky with the fact that Carolina and the Islanders really overperformed and shouldn't be where they are. Um, and they got lucky with the fact that Columbus half their team didn't care until they traded for some big guys. So, um. They're lucky, meaning that their slow start really didn't hurt them as much as it should have. Um, but you know that, like I said, they've turned it up at the right moment, and this is really uh, everyone's just waiting to get to the next round for Washington when they really have to play a, a good team. Yeah, and let's jump right into that. Hold Jeremy, on, had... segue. Hold on. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Mister Segway over here. Um, Greg talking about how the Pats and. <laughs> Shawks are getting their rings tomorrow. What was the last city to have two sports teams uh, receive championships in the same year? Boston. <laughs> no, it was the Penguins and the Steelers, you dumb shit. <sighs> uh, <laughs> was it 09? Was that the last time? I feel like Boston had to have done it in the last 10 years. Uh, we did it. We did it in 09. Yeah, there was, Greg, there was no. Uh, 2013, there was nothing when the Red Sox won. The Bruins won in 12. Yeah. No, they yeah. won in 11. Right. Um, the Patriots lost in 11. And thanks for rubbing that one in. Um, oh, rubbing it out again. There it is. Yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, this year would be the last time it happened, Jared. So this would be the, the last city to do it. All right. Oh. Side, Islanders and Penguinis. I'm getting another beer. Start us off, Jory. Yeah, so I'm going to be very, very blunt with this. This is going to be the most boring series in the in the first round. I think. Really, the Islanders is a great story. You know, they had you know they had Pajama Boy and all the shit where they made fun of him and made fun of Tavares and all that, and the the fucking Bobby Axelrod guy yelling at the guy yelling at Tavares in the in the penalty box. Great that their defense was, has been nice all year. They had some goalies that Greg, you and I have talked about. Number of times who who have really had a good have had a good story throughout the year cannot really score a ton of goals against a Penguins team that you mentioned was banged up but still managed to score hundred two hundred and seventy three goals. Um, different goalie goalie injuries throughout the year that you and I have talked about, Greg. You and I have talked about Jared. I think that's going to be fine for the playoffs. I think. The Islanders might win Game One. You know, first game back at the the Coliseum in the playoffs, a big emotional night. I wouldn't be surprised if the Penguins go go win the next four and win it in five. And if the Penguins win game one, I would not be surprised to see them sweep this series. I think this, the 
experience they have bringing to the table against this young Islanders team completely outclasses them. I think when Matt Murray's on, he is nearly unstoppable in the playoffs that we've seen in both 2016 and 2017. And last year, if, if the capital and pull that, that one out, I mean, who knows what happens? So I, I think this is the penguins, you know, easily Jared, you can rest easy in the next two weeks. Greg, go first. I'm, I'm looking up something here real quick. No, I'm going to let you, uh, do you official think... pick is penguins in five for me, by the way. Yeah, no. So, the Islanders play good defensive hockey. They they let up. They don't really let up odd man rushes, which is good because Pittsburgh, in an odd man rush situation with the talent that they have, is going to take advantage of that and just they, that's how they overrun teams is is by really getting out in in transition. Really, the Islanders have what one offensive weapon in Barzell, and that he can yep. be he can be isolated no problem so if the islanders were to win a game it'd be one nothing it'd be it'd be a grind out two to one maybe and like you said jordy rotating goalies works in regular season but they, who are you starting are you starting leonard or are you starting uh grace you exactly know, for me i'd start leonard but see what's I would, I yeah. but I you know right we know how to shoot on him because he was one of our former goalies uh-huh. yeah no, yeah and, and inside I just feel track like, let the kid let the kid try it out. I mean, I think if you're the Islanders, it was a rebuild year anyway. Might as well see what a young kid can do uh, in the playoffs. But Pittsburgh had the, you know, they're only this low of a seed because of the injuries they've had all year. Um, their this team is way better than the record, and and we always talk about Jordy with that talent with with Crosby with Malkin Kessel. This team is always going to be in the hunt, if not a chance to win every single year. Um, and they really made – Pittsburgh did added some key guys and some key positions, specifically on defense, to help them finish the season strong and, and make the next step uh, in, the play, in the playoffs. Jordy, this is going to be my only sweep. I really don't like the Islanders, and I really like Pittsburgh every year in the playoffs. So I'm going Pittsburgh and four. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So, boys – Longest streak in the NHL with 13 seasons making the playoffs. Is um, it every year with Crosby? Has he not missed them once? I'm not 100% sure on that, Jordy, but okay. I'll take. I'll thank the Twitter machine for 13 straight years. Huh. Um, it was a little touch and go for a while, um, as we know. I mean, the, Jordy, you saw my angst the last time you were here with, with four and a half minutes left, me seeing the Gweenies lose to the, the Criers. I actually uh, only saw that on online because I was uh, having dinner here. with my my siblings with a little, little stuff from my dad. You were here. You were here. I felt you. Uh, Cheech in, in, in person. Um, Cheech, I love that kid. So, thirteen years in a row, it's wonderful. Um, but I will have to say, before we even started, the Penguins have won already. If you've looked at the Penguins tweeted at the Islanders, we will see you in Long Island. To which the Islanders repeated back, uh, it's on Long Island. And the Penguins went, oh, thank you for that clarification. But it's really confusing because we don't know really where you play. <laughs> True. So, Granted, I think every I think every home game will be at the Coliseum. For the first round. So, guys, I'm gonna, the, the, the Islanders are going to squeak one out. I mean, Barry Trotz is going to go fucking ballistic um, at, at one point or another. And 
Talk about Jack Adams winning the coach of the year. I mean, for where he brought, he should be the front runner for coach of the year. With I think what, him or Carolina. Yeah. For what, as being someone, humble brag here, who has, uh, when I was with Senator Casey, I wrote the thank you letter from Senator Casey to Dan Bowsma when he oh, won the Jack Adams. Not a big deal. That is a very inside baseball for everyone there. Yes. Um, I think it'll be five games. The Islanders will sweep one out. Uh, I think the round after will be the Penguins and the Caps, and we'll get to that. We'll see how it goes. And one thing I didn't get to say with the Capital Series, and I think the wild card for the Caps moving forward in the playoffs is Tom Wilson. Okay. Is it going to be Jack? It's Jack or Hyde with him. Is he going to do? Is he going to pull a boner and do something stupid? Granted, or we're not true. Or like our wild cards of Benny Malkin. Is Malkin going to lose his fucking mind? So, I say five games. Um, I just think this year for the Islanders, the difference is the Penguins lost many man games, over two hundred and fifty games to injury. All of those players are healthy now. And they're yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's nail the on the head right there. Yeah, is, and that's that's the point that I was making too. Is just the Penguins yeah. really should be a much higher. They got everything. Penguins. Yeah, and, and fully loaded. Yeah, and that's like why it said Washington really won the division is because Pittsburgh was hurt, and and there's there's no reason why Pittsburgh should be this low of a seed, and that's like I said, it, everyone's just looking forward to another Pittsburgh uh, Washington round two matchup. Yeah. Good thing we are playing the Flyers because Murray sees orange and black and he thinks convicts and can't play a click. So, I mean, I'm glad they're not in it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said before, when the Flyers win the season series, the last time it happened, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. So, uh, you have that to look forward to. Is that your prediction, True. Jordy? Are you calling it right now? Jared, no, I'm just, many, I'm just saying. Stats right there. Stats. Jared, how many games do you think the Penguins uh, need to take care of the Islanders? Five. He said, he said five, yeah. We got him. We got him on the board. Uh, Let's move to the West. I went with a sweep. Ooh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a sweep. I mean, I think there's a lot of emotion coming into Game One there, so I think maybe the Islanders squeak that out, but then the Penguins say, "All right, we let you get one." You know, I never times over, boys. I never understood that because unless you grew up an Islander fan as a player, is the emotion really for you? Or is it really the fans? You know what I mean? Like people always, say, oh, it means so much to the city of Philadelphia to win a, a title. It means so much. Do the players really care? No, they're just trying to win money. Unless they're from Philly, you know what I mean. Unless they're huh. from Long Island, they don't Boy, give a shit. Disney huh. is having Disney Penguins coming out soon, so if that ain't a sign, I don't know what is. I mean, that's a great, it's a great point. Um, is it March of the Penguins two with Morgan Freeman. No, nah, it's just Disney nature penguins, kind of like the the chimpanzee movie. Oh, is but is Morgan Freeman the narrator? That, that's this is important news. I'm going to go with a hard no. Give us – start us off in the West, Jordy. All right. So starting off in the West, we start in the Central Division. We mentioned it. The Predators won this division by a point at 100 points. They host the Dallas Stars, who – you know, another team that was a little banged up throughout the year. They played five games this year. Nashville won three of five of them. Game one is Wednesday night in, in Smashville at Bridgestone Arena. Oh, Smashville. Uh, Jerry, do you want to start us off with this? I would. Uh, the uh, Dallas North Minnesota Stars, whatever the hell they are these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, I think this is one. I really feel that the Preds are going to take this out in six games. Um, the Predators, you know, two years removed or three years, was it two or three years removed from the Stanley Cup Finals with the Queenies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those where I think Lavi. This is going to be Lavi's last run. I think they get mm-hmm. in the second round. Uh, Flyers fans should be looking for Ravi to come, or Lavi to come back and be their head coach. Just ah, love it. Um, play with some Jack back here. Um, I, I really think if Pekka can do well, which he usually will, I think they're going to get they're going to get this series. Like I said, in six. Um, I just don't feel that the Stars have the firepower, being the team they are with Sagan. Um, give it another year or two, then they'll be better off. But this year, it's the Preds. Greg, what say you? So. The only thing that scares me about the Predators is the fact they have the worst power play of any playoff team uh, left. Yeah, any playoff team, I should say. Despite all the talent that they had, I know regular season, Jared mentioned, doesn't mean anything, but Nashville's key or strength is their defense, um, and Dallas's strong point is really clearly their offense. Um, but Dallas is a team that, We'll try and get physical, and, and if they, you know, I guess there's no advantage, I should say, for Nashville in the in the special teams division er, department, whereas Dallas has that advantage with their power play being so much better than Nashville's. Uh, I personally think Ben Bishop is going to outplay Rene in this series. I think Ben Bishop, with all those years, proved that he was a good good playoff goalie. You know, yeah, he didn't you know win or whatever, but he proved that. He can handle it. He he's, it certainly wasn't his fault that their team lost. Um, the only way Dallas wins this series is with top performances from Sagan and Jamie Benn, and I think they get that. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to go seven. I think it goes all the way because at the end of the day, I think I think Nashville just has more depth and and has top to bottom more talent. So I think that uh, they ultimately win in seven, but I think it's going to be a much closer series than what people are are predicting. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be pretty close. I think, you know, Benders have had a pretty good year. Kadobin had a pretty good year as their backup goalie. Uh, but it, they are a really top-heavy team, Dallas is. And you know, defensively, I mean, a lot of that came from their goalies. Uh, special teams, they do have the edge on Nashville. But, you know, I think in the playoffs, in that barn down in, in Bridgestone Arena, it gets loud. The people love it. And I think – Yeah, but Dallas – Dallas is known for having a great atmosphere as well. Dallas that's true. That, yeah, that's true. Advantage. That's a very good point. And that's, I agree with you, thing going, it goes seven. I mentioned at the top, I think it's going to be a really low scoring, intense game, or intense series, rather. And I think there's going to be a lot of overtime in this. But I think Nashville ends up pulling it out. I'm going to, I'm going to say in seven as well, Greg. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I, I, I ultimately, I mean, it's just like you said, the depth really is going to win out in the end. But I would not be surprised if Dallas wins this series simply because Nashville came into the playoffs not not hot. It came in very cold, and and um, you know you could chalk it up to whatever it may have been, holding or or whatever. But I think Bishop has the advantage over Rene in terms of comparing goalies. So I really think this this series goes seven. I can't go against Lindsey Vaughn, boys. Nice. It's a fair, fair point. <laughs> fair point there. American <laughs> hero. Just keep it moving, though. 
We got the other division in the central. We got the Winnipeg Jets hosting the St. Louis Blues uh, in what could possibly be a, another high-scoring series. The Blues are one of the one of the only teams in NHL history to make the playoffs. I believe the third when they were in last place after January first. And Winnipeg comes in, same old, same old for them. Uh, a lot of firepower. A not as great defensively as we'd seen last year, but still offensively, just a machine. Jared, we're gonna start with you on this series. What are you thinking coming in? The the intro. <sighs> The Blues, for them to be at last place in NHL and now to make the playoffs, they got a lot to prove. And it's going to be a tough series with uh, the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, it's – I think this goes six. Um, it's one of those where you really have with – the Blues, they have something to prove. Um, Mr. O'Reilly, with him being there, I think the Blues pulled this series out, to be quite honest with you. I think they get to the second round. I don't see them going out of the second round. But I I just have a feeling, like, for what they've done and what they've overcome, they can get it here. And and, and it's it's going to be tough, but, I you know, I think it's a six-game series. Yeah, I actually, I agree with you, Jared. I think St. Louis pulls this out. Jordan Bennington, their goalie, is white hot, and I think he's going to make a difference in this series. I know Winnipeg can put up the numbers and everything, but you know, I think O'Reilly, Tarasenko, I mean, Braden Shen having having a bounce back year as well. Really, another a second good year in St. Louis, but I think guys like Petranglio, Tyler Bozak, who came over this year, you know, guys who didn't even get across fifty points, but still were able to get double digits and goals. I think they could have big series for them. And I think that can certainly help out in grinding down Winnipeg. So Jared, I actually agree with you. I'm going to, I'm going to go with St. Louis and six as well. Greg, what about you, my man? You lost Greg. No, I was waiting for the cue. Um, teed up. The, the advantage that I think Winnipeg has is their power play really rivals Tampa with being one of the best uh, in the league. And, sure. and Winnipeg down the stretch was certainly sluggish, and I think part of that has to do with them putting it on control. And and can they flip that switch? Is it easy as a team for them to flip the switch? Um, but they really look sluggish coming down uh, to finish the season. Like you, As you mentioned, Jordy, St. Louis was the complete opposite of that. Uh, best record since January in hockey, but uh, home ice advantage, I think it's huge, as you mentioned, and, and the yes. crowd energy that you really get um, from both bases, but Winnipeg with the whiteout and all that. This, for me, was the hardest to pick. Um, I, you know, for me, it was either Winnipeg in seven or St. Louis in six, and ultimately, I want to say talent of Winnipeg wins out, but I'm going to have – I think I'm going to go with the – yeah, you know what? You guys said St. Louis is six. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say Winnipeg in seven. All right. Uh, and we're going to get the Winnipeg Nashville series again. All right. Yeah, the yeah. absolute war that that would turn into. Absolutely. But let's move over to the Pacific Division in 
quite possibly the wild, wild west, if we're being honest with these two series. Let's start with Calgary and Colorado. Jared, you talked about this at the top. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you again on this, because I think this is going to be a lot of fun, as you mentioned. Yeah, this is going to be a series that you got one team that knows how good they are and one team that doesn't really know how good they are. And I'm talking about Calgary, then I'm talking about Colorado. It, it, it's It's been a season where... I, I just don't know how to put it. I, I really feel that it's going to be a very fun series. It's going to go seven games. Calgary is is getting to that precipice where they're going to hit that top. I mean, my my neighbors right over here, uh, Kiernan and Amanda, they know Johnny Hockey. They grew up with him. Her brother played with him. Chicho played with Johnny Hockey. Um, I, I think Calgary pulls it out in seven. But don't sleep on Colorado. I think they could get hot and just figure out what the hell's going on uh, when it comes to it. But I feel Calgary coming in, it's it's really going to be a fun series to watch because you really have two young teams that really don't know their potential, and they're they're going to come into it in the next two to three years. Sure. Greg, what do you think? So last year we talked about Colorado, how they snuck into the playoffs, and we said, oh, this would be a good experience for the young guys and blah, blah, blah. And this year they snuck into the playoffs again, but they're that much older, right? They have that much more experience where – and McKinnon is that gross of a player, right? Um, I just – ultimately, I think Calgary all year has proven that they're as good of a team as advertised and um, – I think the playoffs will be no different. They have that that physical edge with some of their big defensemen that they have, as well as some of their forwards. Um, you know, some some guys that come to mind would be uh, obviously Kachuk and and then their big defenseman Hannafin there. But I think that ultimately Calgary talent depth. We've been talking about with the other series. I think there that's the real the difference in, in the divider. Um, I think Calgary wins this easily, uh, or five or six, but I do think Colorado's chance would be the fact that they do have that experience that they didn't have last year. Yeah, that's a fair point. They have Philip Grubauer as their backup goalie, who we remember he really helped out with the Capitals last year and, and helping to pick up Braden Holpe and, uh, at certain points in the playoffs last year. And Vermarlov has been pretty awesome for him. He's closer to 500 this year at 2019. Um, but we talked about it a little bit with Colorado. They had those, those top three guys, the rest started to really turn it on. Tyson Berry's having himself a hell of a year out and, you know, as an offensive defenseman, but like you mentioned, Greg, I mean, Calgary can just turn it on and, you know, it's hard to go against them with what they have. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with them in six, but I think between Goudreau, Monahan, Kachuk, Giordano, who's also having an awesome year back at defense, uh, Backlund, who's a pretty big pickup for them. I mean, they can really, they can really flex their depth. I'm going to go with them in six there. Yeah, great pick. Goudreau is a two-time Kobe Baker. Was he really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, stud. Where'd he go? Where'd he go to college? Boston College. Won the oh. national championship like three times, at least twice. Man. Was he on, was he on those Cam Atkinson teams? No, he was. Uh, he played with Hayes. Oh shit! Yeah, that was some some talented teams there. Um, Greg, you had him in six for the. Uh, for the uh, I have him in five. You have him in five. Ooh, all right, little uh, little succession there. You had him in seven, right, Jared? I had him in six. 
or actually seven. Seven. excuse me seven. okay all right all right yeah um let's move on the final series like we mentioned this is probably the other most exciting series out there, San Jose and Vegas, a rematch of last year's second round where Vegas won in six games, a part of that Cinderella run in their first season to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, they split their four-game series this year and you know, kind of a kind of a team, uh, uh, a tale of two teams that really needed to prove themselves. Vegas wanted to show it wasn't a fluke last year and San Jose had a lot of expectations coming in on paper and... You know, if if not for some injuries, if not for some defensive woes, might have been able to live up to them. And if not for Calgary being awesome, Greg, since we started with Jared so much in the West, we're going to start with you here. What are your thoughts on this series? So first initial thought is that both these teams, just based on this season alone, not looking at history or anything like that, just based on this season alone, both teams really uh, are going for broke, really trying to take advantage of the last couple of years they have with some contracts and, and some of their guys. So they're really going for, to win now. Um, and you know, the like stone in terms of San Jose or sorry, in terms of Vegas getting stone from Ottawa last year or two years ago when stone was uh, with Ottawa in the playoffs, absolutely was just a pest for the Bruins to handle. And, and really a guy that, that is playoff tested and, um, I think, you know, a guy like that is really the, the difference maker in a series like this. Uh, Mark, Mark Andre Fleury is obviously going to be the reason why, in my opinion, that Vegas wins ultimately, just because I think the goalie advantage is crazy, um, in favor of Vegas. I think everyone is saying, for me, the reason why I'm going Vegas in such an easy in five, uh, is my opinion, just because. For San Jose, it's the same story, different year, right? It's it's a team that is always there, but never never is going to do anything. You could argue the Capitals were like that until last year, but the difference is, I, you know, with Carlson, their big addition, really not playing the last two months of the season, and now they're saying he's going to be ready. For me, that still says that he's going to be hurt. For me, that still says he's not going to be one hundred percent. So I just think that this is going to be the same script for for San Jose, just different year in that a team that has all talent, but they underperform in the playoffs. And I think Vegas um, easily, easily wins the series in five. It'll be a grind, but I think Vegas takes it. All right. All right. Jared, what do you think there? You know, I agree with Vegas in five. You, you can't go against Le Flower. Um, You know, I'm still a homer with him. I'm glad he did well last year and just throughout the year. And it, it's really one of those, you know, San Jose is a league worst goaltending. Um, that alone with the lowest team uh, save percentage in the NHL. It's one of those where you have all that. I'd love to see Joe Thornton do, you know, get there, win the cup. I mean, it's Joe. He has a great beard at this time of the year. I mean, if he scores four goals, we may or may not have heard he'll he'll whip his dick out if he ever scores four goals in a game. Um, I I just don't think that the Sharks can overtake uh, the Golden Knights. I don't think the Golden Knights will go out of the second round this year. However, you know, I really think that, um, you know, the the Golden Knights in five. You know, I can't say more than that. 
Yeah, it's going to be really interesting how Flurry steps up like he has. And even their backup goaltending, Malcolm Subban may not have had it with his record, but he certainly is an a outstanding goaltender, as he's shown. Um, you know, like Greg mentioned, their defense is, is pretty pretty solid. Uh, Mark, Mark Stone will – I mean, the him versus that offense, San Jose has – Five different 30-goal scores. They were second in the league in goals scored with nearly two, 290 out there. Um, and this is going to be a ton of fun. I think it goes all the way to seven. I don't think it's as open and shut as it does, as you guys think it is. I think the way that these two teams match up, the army of four lines that Vegas can roll out, I think is going to make this, this series uh, just tough for San Jose and making them really work for it. And I think home ice is going to be absolutely huge, which is why I'm going with is why I'm going to go with, with the golden Knights as well in seven games. I'd love to see the sharks pull this thing out. Um, but I really think that, yeah, Flor I mean, I think Flurry steps it up in game seven there, excuse me. Um, it's going it, to uh, San Jose hosts this, but I think Flurry steps it up in game seven, excuse me there. Jordy, great, great pick. Um, second round prediction or overall prediction, Jordy? I know I'm not going to hold you to it because we'll do round by round, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but just based on the 16 teams that are in it now, um, who do you think ultimately comes out of the West, the East, and wins it all? Whoa. I think out of the West is going to be – the Calgary Flames. Oh. I think that that central division is going to beat itself up. And the only way that it's not is if St. Louis somehow just gets through, just breezes through Nashville. Of course, pick St. Louis over Winnipeg. If it's Winnipeg, Nashville, I think that whoever gets to the Western Conference final, as it's been the last two years, uh, is going to be tired. I mean, we just saw two years ago when Nashville won it they face an even more tired team of of anaheim who had to get through a edmonton team that was you know playing to the best of their ability with the best player in the world uh so i think calgary gets it there i mean their their offense has the talent to do it um out of the east greg i'm gonna go with the bruins i think that they have the ability to do this i think they finally get over the the hump that is tampa bay uh and i think the the winner out of the metro whether it's washington or pittsburgh I think the Bruins have have the depth to to match up with them well. So I think the Bruins will ultimately win the cup over the over the Calgary Flames. That is my pick right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean <laughs> hard, hard for Greg to be upset with that. What a what? bold what a bold prediction. I mean, I can't I have no words and I don't want to go next because I don't want to I went I went pretty chalk for the uh the first round pick. I had to had to shake it up for the uh I like it, Jared. Can you go? Can you go next while I recover from Jordy? Just yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know what to say right giving, now. Giving giving um, Greg the the near Jordan Spieth. Uh, shit. Um, I don't think the Brew Crew is gonna win. Okay. Um. Man, this is I'm I'm flipping through ESPN as we're talking here because I said that the, the uh, Golden Knights won't get out of the second round, so I can't pick them now. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I said they were hosting game seven of the first round, so we can just say what we want about them. You know, I could say the Calgary Flames. Uh, we could we could uh, 
dust off the red hot. If you've ever seen that video on YouTube when Gary Roberts and the rest of them are singing uh, how the uh, flames are red hot on YouTube, take a look at that video. Nothing beats Ram it the first time the Rams were in L.A. Ooh, Greatest team song. This is it. The, the red hot is strong. I don't know who their defenseman or their centerman was that had the mustache, but he was. Was this during their cup run like 30 years ago? Yes. Gary <laughs> Roberts was the young, scary Gary at that point. Scary Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I could see, but I, and I'm not being a homer when I say this, I could see Calgary and Penguins. I could see that too. I could see the Penguins making a run. And I could see the Penguins in six. Yeah. I think the the thing I think we're probably both getting at Jared is Calgary's youth is probably going to show eventually. Oh, absolutely! I think they have they have the ability to make a run, um, which is why it's it's you know reach to think of them coming out of the West. But You're so eventually it's gonna it's gonna yeah, eventually it's gonna catch up to them. I think. I think the, I think with that between it's between Matt Murray and my and uh, Casey to Smith. Yeah, um, my boy Jari for the Con Smith. You mean? No, 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 no. Just just between those two, if you you. The, Put them out. Jari's not going to make it up. My namesake. Okay. So I, I think that between Casey and Matt, is he a black ace for the for the Penguins? I I think he could be. Oh, that'd be fun. Can you just show up at a bar in in like in like on Long Island? Excuse me, and uh, just say you're Jari and just try to get try to you know get some uh some side um, kills from it. I mean. I'd probably get the Bryce Harper before the Jari. <laughs> Is it Bryce Harper or Aaron Judge? I need you to clarify this. Two years ago, it was Aaron Judge, and now it's Bryce Harper. Oh, no, it was never Aaron Judge. It was never uh, Aaron Judge. It, I, you I don't just have, like to say all rise when you were hitting? I don't have the, I don't have the gap. Um, ah, that's true. You you do not. You have nice teeth. Nice, I, you have I, some nice I, teeth. My grandfather, though, had the gap. Very – Aaron Judge and him could be siblings, um, the, him as a youth. But, no – all rise was just for the sheer fact of it. The Bryce Harper at McGillan's when I had the beard, a guy looked at me and was like, "Yep, you look like Bryce." You got to get the bow down, Jared. You got to get it. You got to get that ready. Uh, All right, this is this is getting off the rails here. Um, you needed some time to recover. We were filibustering. I think you came in your pants, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I may, I might as well, I might as well have. I really uh, no. Honestly, I think it's. Uh, I hate the Calgary pick. I think Vegas is really going to come out of the West. Um, I don't think Calgary is really going to get challenged. You know, I think St. Louis and Winnipeg are just going to really beat each other up. And then uh, Dallas, Nashville, you know, again, going to beat each other up. And I really think Calgary is just going to get absolutely steamrolled by any of those physical teams um, in every other series except for Colorado is the only non-physical team in the West. So yeah. for me, I think Nashville – or sorry, I think uh, Vegas comes out of the West again. Um, and I go back and forth between Tampa and Boston. And here's the thing, Jordy, if – and this will uh, you know, appease Jared as well. But if the Bruins beat Tampa somehow in the second round – and if my predictions are that way, if Boston wins the second round and beats Tampa, then that means that it's Washington and Pitts or Pittsburgh versus the Bruins. And the Bruins really do not play well against Washington and really go 50-50 with Pittsburgh. So 
as much as I want to say Boston, because they are, if not Tampa, it's going to be Boston, in my opinion, coming out of the East. Uh, I think that if Boston does beat Tampa, that's you're asking them to beat Toronto. You're asking them to beat Tampa Bay, which are two unbelievably hard teams and teams that have this, the hardest record or the, the best records outside of the Bruins. And then you have to you ask them to beat either Washington or Pittsburgh, three straight series. And then they have to beat a Vegas Golden Knight team. That's just too difficult of a road, in my opinion. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to say Tampa Bay um, cruises by Columbus. They beat Boston in the second round. And then I could see Pittsburgh beating Tampa in the finals and really going Pittsburgh and Vegas. So, Jared, wow. you're, not far, you're not far off there. Um, Pittsburgh, Vegas, which would be an unbelievable storyline, which would be great for for. Murray and Flurry, Murray and Flurry, and all that uh, jazz. But uh, I just think Tampa's on a on a collision course with Destiny this year, and and I have Tampa winning it all. But part of me is, is rooting for for Pittsburgh. If if the, if not the Bruins, part of me is rooting for Pittsburgh and Vegas just to duke it out. And like you said, Murray versus Murray versus Flurry. That would be a fun storyline to follow. I, I feel when you look at Tampa Bay, it's like the 93 pens all over again. Like with Yager, Francis, and Lemieux, I think Taka was on that team too. They were not supposed to lose. I mean, they were the precursor of what Tampa Bay did this year, and they got shit canned in the second round. So, yeah, you and know, Detroit, was, Detroit, who won 62 games in 96, they, yeah. they did not make the Western Conference Finals. Or, so, yeah. Granted, the other team that did it did win the Stanley Cup in the in the Montreal Canadiens in the seventies, but that was also the seventies Montreal Canadiens. So Well, I mean, yeah. I heard the point the other day on another podcast. It was sixty two games then is different than sixty two games now. That's a very good point. Yeah, no no salary cap uh back yeah. then versus a cap now where uh, Tampa's been able to make a number of different moves and very smart trades as well in terms of acquiring assets here and there and uh, making different salary salary moves when they can. Uh, you know, very smart with their money. Yep, exactly. Jordy, Jared, I mean, no, no, there has not been a, a smarter trio to predict the NHL playoffs than the three of us, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, mean, man. We we it's funny though because like in only only a couple of series did did all three of us agree, so that's pretty good. And and we had pretty different picks for uh, for who's going to win it all. And um, uh, all three of us went east east over west. Yeah, the Eastern it's, Conference is just better. Yeah, thank God. You know, it, it's it's just like in baseball. You know, American League's yeah. just better, and just like in in uh, football, the AFC is just better. You know, there's something about these about America versus Nationale. Jordy, we're gonna put you on the spot here. Who's gonna be the Flyers' next head coach? Hey, um, I don't think it's gonna be Scott Gordon. No, I don't either. Yeah, I need to see who's who's open out on the out on the market there before I make any sort of pick. That's a that's an off season podcast. We can talk about the the orange okay. and the black and uh, the the bevy of talent that's coming out of the queue and and whatnot. Uh, that that we sounds can... like a that sounds like a defer. I don't know any coaches' names. 
Uh, that's true. I don't know who's available right now. <laughs> so yeah, call you called me out on the right thing. I'm saying, Lappy Boys, you heard it here first at 1031 at night on 4-8. It's going to be Laviolette. Stump, All right. Stump I the Jordy. Stump the Jordy. He's stumped. Stump, stump the Schwab. <laughs> More happy the Phillies won tonight. Oh, that, that was good to watch. Oh, it's great yeah. to watch. Going tomorrow night, dollar dog night, boys. Very excited for it. Greg, over under on dogs, Jordy East. Uh, over four. No, over three and a half. So four. Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say cinco. <laughs> yeah, five sounds about right. Five sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Who are you uh, going the no with? No beer for Lent. Uh, going with uh, a bunch of people we play hockey with. So Chich, our boy Chicho will be there. Um, we'll have to try to get him to like announce an inning of baseball guys, you know, Jared, Jared, you do the voice. I did not get the invite to that. I had played Ooh. hockey. You're not, you're not on our group chat. Cause you didn't oh, play in the winter. I've been booted. You didn't play in the winter. It started in the winter. winter. I came for a game. <laughs> for a game. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared, Jared, is there anything worse than being on a group chat with a guy who doesn't have an iPhone? It's on a WhatsApp is what we're using. Okay, that's because you don't have oh, an iPhone. I don't have WhatsApp either. Yeah, exactly. Fire kickball tomorrow at eight eight and eight forty five. Anywho, um, but Chicho, Chicho's the man to be like, yo, I'm here at baseball with my boys. I've been on a podcast before. Thank you, thank you for allowing me to do this. This is <laughs> soft. And, here soft comes the picture. I like it. Softly hit into center field. Man, I just, I just like how he hit that. Like, it was cool. I love Chicho, too. Don't get me wrong. He's my boy. Oh, I mean, so he's my man. Oh, man. All right. Well, before this gets too off the rails, anything else that we got? Any other bold predictions for the first round? Um, I think... Uh, fuck it. Pittsburgh sweeping. Like I said before. All right. Oh, no, you already had it. You already had that. I was going to update the board. But no. But you know what? I'm going to say Gritty is going to be brought up twice. I saw in a tweet today he's uh, going to go on a diet over oh, a you know, season. What is, if there's a prop bet on uh, the amount of times Gritty gets brought up, I'm taking it. Zero. Yeah. What a shitty fucking mascot. Two. Oh, the best. The best. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's the Bruins mascot? <laughs> it's a bear. Duh. Yeah, a bear. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's not a polar bear like they got in Toronto. No, it's a black bear. Pretty sure his name is Blades. Brown bear or a black bear? It's a black bear. His name's Blades. Blades, Blades the bear. He, uh, if I remember correctly, he's pretty. He's a pretty good NHL threes player and uh, in NHL in NHL. Uh, yeah, he also, he, he also is, does a great job. He he was trolling people on the internet before Gritty was even a thought in in Gritty's parents' mind. Um, doesn't some, have parents. So some girl. Say, are, we, are we are we ruining some kids' childhoods right now? Trying to uh, figure some, out how gritty was how gritty was made. Some no. girl, some girl, some girl posted on social media. She put her hole through one of the, uh, oh. one of the one of the poles that sits in the bathroom. One of those you know support beams. Uh, she put her her foot through through it in the women's bathroom, and <laughs> the Bruins followed up with a commercial of Blades repairing the the pole with spackle and all that stuff. And it was just like, please don't disrespect the garden ever again. You've been officially banned. <laughs> 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 and it was just Blade shaking his head. Like, 
Nah. What are we doing? Get out. Get out. This is my nightmare. Uh, let's go Bruins, Jordy. Honestly, it's uh, – the. I mean, I know uh, it's, we're not in baseball mode yet because we're in NHL playoffs, which is the most important thing. But, uh, you know, tomorrow's opening day for the Red Sox, which is about three weeks too late after everyone else had their opening day. So, sick Major League Baseball. Good job. The Cubs had theirs today too. So, Rick, yeah. you know, the friendly confines also got a late late start. Yes. And oh, then uh, the, the, Red Sox, the Red Sox get their rings. So And the Patriots get their rings. So. I, I thought you said they get their wings. Yeah. Fucking end of the It's a Wonderful Life over there. Are they going to get fucking Red Bull all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Big Poppy on Red Bull? Oh. He's a fucking city. Dude. My, I, I, I mean, listening to the, the Buckos Cubs game today, the 10 nothing shellacking of the Buckos. Ugh. Cubs needed to score some runs, man. They've been a, Dude, a rough start yeah, to the, year for the Cubbies. Lester pulled his hammy running around third. Who did? Lester. <laughs> Poor guy. He had, another hit. he had a double. He had another RBI double. So his his career average is over 100 now, I think. Now he has an excuse <laughs> for not being able to throw over to first. His hammy's hurt. I mean, Tyon got hit, and I think it deflected off a shoulder into his head, and then he got hit again in the same inning. The Cubs scored, I think, it was six runs in the first inning. I mean, my my hatred for Francisco Cervelli, Cervelli, shut whatever, your mouth. Whatever his name is, my hatred for him rivals that of you could argue uh, A Rod. No, A Rod. Oh. A Rod's the height of height. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Maybe. Hmm. That's a great question. I. You could argue Judge. You could argue. Uh, you could argue Mucina. Ugh, ah, Mucina. I hated Moose. Mucina. Moose. It's like hating Ronnie Coomer. You can't hate Ronnie Coomer. Well, you must not be from Boston. <laughs> You're not from here. Proud You're of not it. From here. Pr- proud of it. Jared says. Proud of it. Let's go, bees. Let's go, Penguins. Let's get on a collision course for the Eastern Conference Finals, Bruins, Penguins. Uh, Flyers are obviously out until at least next year, so uh, if not the year <laughs> after that. Um, and uh, Vegas, yeah, the, the Flurry versus Murray. We need it. I need. Flurry, I need <laughs> that. I need that title, and I need like NBC is going to try and steal that headline, but they we need to cite this exact thing when Jared tagged that, and Jared, Jared officially. Jared is officially copywriting that, so uh, yeah, Jared, Jared, go copyright it right now at ten thirty-seven at night. Run. We can uh, we can officially officially get some residuals and get get some ears on this pod uh, outside, nice. of, outside of my roommate and, and I in Boston. Well, boys, is is always I have to say when we get together, as I'm looking here at my uh, Pittsburgh uh, dictionary, so when you can understand Pittsburghese when you need it. Um, oh, yeah, speaking Pittsburgh with Jared, great segment. You know, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. I think this is going to be a great Stanley Cup Finals as we move through it with uh, the first round, second round, and then you know things occur after that. Um, nothing is better than the first round having a dual screen. Oh, oh nothing's better. Let's uh, let's go quietly into that good night, boys. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you as always, boys. This was a ton of fun. Yes, and that's going to do it. Make sure, Greg. Thank you. Go Bruins. Let's Everybody go. go. <laughs>
<laughs> Everybody go like, share, subscribe to the pod. The bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Go Bruins. Thunder BLG on Twitter. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Greg, I thought you were going to try to sneak one in there. But for my go guys, Greg Pietelli and Jared Barnes, have go a great Bruins. night, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Go Celtics. Let's stay classy, Philly. <laughs>